The Extra Mile Podcast. Welcome to the Extra Mile Podcast. In this podcast, we follow the progress of fellow runners across the globe as they train for 5Ks, 10Ks, half or full marathons. Visit our website at www.theextramilepodcast.com and send us your email or audio files at theextramilepodcast at gmail.com. Welcome to episode 216 of the Extra Mile Podcast. How's everyone doing? This is your host, Kevin, and I'm going to start this one a little bit different than most of you are used to. Um, Recently, and possibly by the time this one drops, some of you may have heard an interview my friends did over at the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Are you all subscribed to that one? If not, you should be, and I'll try to remember to add the link in the show notes but anyway they were kind enough to invite me on and talk about this podcast as well as the Galloway deal that I do the genesis of it and some of that stuff that most of you have maybe heard before but there's some other good stuff in there Um, you might want to check that out but anyway I'm, I'm assuming and possibly there are some new listeners who are here because of hearing what was on the recent episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. So first of all, I would like to welcome any new listeners to the podcast. Welcome. I'm out what we call, what I call gwinning today. And uh, that's just merely walking and adding in a short run break every now and then. Like that. I'm going to try hard to pause the recording piece of this while I'm doing the short run breaks. But chances are, after I come back, I will be huffing and puffing and failing on Jeff Galloway's and Chris Twigg's no huffing and puffing rule, so I apologize. My heart rate right now is 175. Now I ask you, how many of you can run for 30 seconds at a pace of probably... 11 or 12 minutes per mile, just for 30 seconds, and get your heart rates up to in the 170s. Well, thank you, Mr. AFib. Anyway, that's what I'm doing. I'm gonna hold off on my training and my health update until after we hear the good stuff so that you all can delete all of that if you're tired of hearing about it and uh, I'm tired of of hearing about it I can tell you that but 
some people asked, so I will give an update at the end of the show about that. But spoiler alert going in, I am still running, well, sort of. And I can see light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm rather sure that it's not a train heading in my direction. So, a little bit about the good stuff. First, you will hear a decent amount about the bird in hand from a bunch of lovable extra bilers who attended that event recently. It is, as many of you know, a extra mile podcast meetup that never disappoints. So you will hear from several folks exactly why that this race should be on your bucket list. Do yourself a favor and at least investigate it. Check it out at www.bihhalfmarathon.com. Bihhalfmarathon.com. And uh, should you have any questions after you hear some of these updates and do some of your due diligence online, feel free to reach out with questions because we got plenty of folks who can answer them. Besides the bird in hand updates, you will hear about a Cardiff half marathon, some of the training going on for that over in Wales. You will also hear how our buddy Carlos defines a rest day. And more on that at the end of the show. And you're even going to hear a half marathon update from my buddy Russ in Connecticut. We even have one lovable extra miler who jetted all the way to Berlin to run a half excuse me half sorry about that Tim to run a full marathon on his birthday so good stuff let's get to it we will chat at the end and y'all enjoy this extra mile So good morning everybody, this is Carlos and Norma going to climb up Peacock Hill on a rest day activity. What was it again? The way it has this pointy up thing. Yeah. There's a bunch of different colors, but they're echonia. Okay, I better, better take a photograph of them. Now that I know what they're called. Got it. All right, she's going to have a look at the roses, the wild roses. Must have been the roses. They're a little past it now. They've been in full bloom and they are now no longer in full bloom. Yep, so today was an easier day for us. We decided to e-bike to the golf course. Hi there. And uh, do a hike up Peacock Hill. It's important to take easy days during a training cycle. Not rest days, not inactive days, because then you have other problems to deal with. Sitting down for too long, watching too much television, watching too much internet, cute puppy videos. So I recommend every day to get out and about, even just a coffee walk. The only thing I have against coffee walking is that 
If you buy your coffee and then walk with it, you have to compromise your walking while you're holding a cup of coffee. Drink your coffee before you come back, kind of thing. Anyway, so to all my lovable extra mile friends, I hope you enjoy the rest of this week. If you took part in the Burden Hand half marathon in Pennsylvania, I hope you have enjoyable experience. You lost your jacket. She had a jacket tied around her waist. Okay. So, bearing in mind not to breathe too heavily, I will cut it short around here and uh, take a few more. Hi there. Hi. Yeah, it's bad today. Yeah, I Well, not too much running going on today. All right. So there you go. From Victoria, BC, I say bye bye. Well, hey there, Kevin, all you extra milers. This is JD, and this is a pre-bird in hand update. So I am walking up, up, up the big hill in front of my house. Did a nice 5K shakeout run this morning. Everything felt fine. I will do another one on Thursday. And that'll be it for race prep for the Bird in Hand Half Marathon 2023. Looking forward to all of you folks who are coming to arrive. Now we are uh, in the middle of something we don't normally get in the beginning of September. That is 90 degree heat. It is currently, according to my weather app, 92 degrees where I am with a heat index of 97. Which means, compared to yesterday, it's cooler because we officially hit 97 yesterday before you added on the heat index. We do get that weather here. It just normally has the uh, customary courtesy showing up in July or early August. Not in the beginning of September, but here it is. So, you do what you gotta do. But find it interesting that it's currently warmer 
again, according to my weather app, where I am right now, than it is with the heat index in Orlando, Florida. So, yeah, Florida is cooler. Savannah, Georgia is cooler right now than South Central PA. Go figure that one out. So, anyway, the heat is a nice segue into my pre-bird-in-hand submission, though. So, this year, for bird-in-hand, I'm going to be doing my usual find a friend to go chat with for 13.1 miles and have a nice half marathon chat. I was planning on making this one competitive, but don't really feel like I got where I wanted with my training. And uh, with the heat and stuff we have right now, just doesn't feel like a good PR weather event. It's gonna be cooler on race day, but only in comparison to 97 degrees earlier in the week, so. We're still supposed to be in the 80s, which will seem like heaven to all of you in Florida. I'm not sure many of you can remember the last day that the high was going to stop somewhere in the in the 80s. So the Florida folks will be happy. The uh, the Georgia folks may be happy. Anybody from up around these parts may go, yeah, not bad, but a bit warm. And they're also talking about us getting some rain. Uh, maybe Friday evening, overnight into uh, into Saturday. So for the first time since, I may get the, the date wrong. Chris Darling, you were there with me. So uh, help me out with this one. I believe 2017. Um, we're going we're gonna to do some mud running. I believe that's the year Chris and I were standing at the, the start and we had a little bit of sprinkled happening at the start, which meant there was a little bit of mud we were going to go through. At the end, as you make your half-mile race across, essentially it's just a tractor path. Um, so... We'll see what we'll see. But, so it may be one of those races again. So, those races are still fun, but they're definitely more fun if you're chatting with someone than trying to go for your best ever time. So, but good luck to anybody who is trying to go for their best ever time. 
Um, also going to throw in a training update. So, I mean, training is going fine. I mean, you know, haven't haven't had any issues with uh, with the training that I have done. I mean, I've been able to do it all. Um, that wasn't the issue, except for one day, and that was most notably due to an ear infection. But uh, no, otherwise, you know, that isn't the issue. Just I don't feel like I'm getting as fast as I wanted to, and that may be not a training issue. That may be a you're almost 60 issue is what that may be. That may be a, you know what? Um, you might want to refigure what your speed goals are. Um, you may even want to figure if you even want to have speed goals at this point. So what training is going to be for me um, immediately following bird in hand. It actually has already started. I've actually kind of taken the off-ramp from uh, customized training already and gone straight into heart rate training, uh, which I've used before, was very effective. And, uh, yeah, I think it uh, it just works a little bit better for me, so... Again, that's not a knock against customized training. It's a great program, and uh, it's uh, it's well managed. It's definitely well coached, and uh, yeah. But I think time to try something. Time to try something else. So, that's where we're at. So I'll end up doing a bit more running during the week than I did with customized, but. Uh, I won't be doing as long a run on the long runs. This is going to be a lot more for health uh, than for training for anything in particular as far as a, an event would go. So I also started doing some, some, some calisthenics, so body weight, weight training. Because uh, just, you know, I, if I learned anything from the last last two years of all the health issues um health's kind of important to me so that's kind of my focus these days so and if i want to do a fast half marathon i always have saint michael's again next year in 2024 because that is flat as a pancake so that's enough i'm gonna throw in some more submission material from uh, this year's Bird in Hand, if for no other reason than our Grand Poobah himself is unfortunately sidelined uh, due to his AFib. Of course, I'm speaking about the uh, the wonderful host of this podcast, known as Mr. Kevin Gwynn. So, want to make sure he can participate, even if it's only virtually, because. Even though he won't physically be there, he is definitely a part of this weekend. Same for all of you who have been there in the past and for whatever reason can't make it this year. So, Coach Chris, of course, I'm talking to you. My friend Katie from Houston, I'm talking to you. Anybody else who uh, is normally here, my buddy Steve 
in Eastern PA, yeah, we're talking to you. Even if you're not here, you're still part of this event this year. All right? As long as anybody who shows up considers you a friend, then definitely in spirit, you are here in South Central PA. All right? It means all the way across the pond in Wales. Jane, you are here in spirit. All the way across the continent in uh, Victoria, B.C. Carlos, you are here in spirit. So, there you go. So, until we speak again, which from your standpoint might not be that long from now, be well, be safe, look out for one another, but always enjoy your extra mile. Hello, Kevin and all you extra milers. This is Tom from Carborough, North Carolina with Christian from Pittsburgh, North Carolina. And we are a couple days away or behind us was the Burton Hand Half Marathon, which was, as advertised, pretty amazing. Um, how was your uh, first experience, which was my first experience. Well, I think it, experience was the key word. It was a, a great experience. And for that two hours and 20 minutes that I ran it, I felt like I got to immerse myself into the, almost immerse myself into the Amish culture. And uh, the, I can't imagine there's anything else like this race. Yeah. Yeah, I think I immersed myself about a half an hour or more than that, because <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was a hard um, it was hard weather was very um, very humid, but they they did the best they could to supply as much water and ice as possible during you know pretty pretty extreme conditions. Um, Hilly conditions, but I'm used to that living in the Chapel Hill area. But uh, yeah, and um, of course the after party was amazing. I mean, you get like like you do the New York City Marathon, and at the end of the race they hand you liquid. This one is basically a bag of liquid at New York City Marathon. This one, well, you could talk talk about that. Yeah, I mean. Um... That sausage was good. Unfortunately, when I went to get my sausage, they were out of the grilled peppers and onions. But, um, man, that was a great picnic. They had chicken and ribs, which I did not partake in. Soft serve ice cream and dessert. And you just, it's more bang for your buck than any race I've ever done. And, and you even see a camel on the course, which is, uh, I don't think I've ever seen a camel on a course with uh, with it, and um, it's just a a good weekend. And then with the lovable extra milers and um, um, customized training folks before and after the race, that was that was really nice. Yep, I'm uh, super excited for cooler weather and faster um, splits on my upcoming races. Yeah. I would say the same for myself. And, uh, 
anyway, uh, as they say, uh, and, and uh, of course, there'll be many others in this next episode of the um, Extra Mile podcast, but all of you, enjoy your Extra Mile. Thanks. Greetings, Extra Milers. This is Russ from Southwest Connecticut. While many of you were doing the burden hand, I joined a lot of the others in this community and went down to the Jersey Shore. While I was there, I ran the Atlantic City 70.3 Triathlon, also known as a half Ironman. This was my third time at this distance, but my second was over four years ago, and I only decided to run this race in June, so three months of training on a kind of a limited base. The training actually went pretty well, though, but the day was a challenge. My swim was more like a rugby match, with lots of kicking and grappling, as typical of a triathlon. But the bike was beautifully flat, and I was making good time, right up until the skies opened up and it started pouring about an hour into a three-hour ride. There would be two more waves of heavy rain and a near-constant drizzle, and then at mile 45, a tire pop that sidelined me for 10 minutes trying to get it fixed. Now, in a triathlon, the swim and the bike, that's just pre-fatigue to get you to the half-marathon run. This run was mainly on the Atlantic City boardwalk, so think about all those names you remember from Monopoly. I got to see them all. Baltic, Ventnor, Marvin Gardens, and, of course, Park Place. That run was rough, with the sun coming out to heat us up every so often, and then going back in so it could rain on us a little bit more. I actually found it really hard to run and wound up mainly power walking about 10 to the 13 miles. I think my pace was about a 12.45 overall. And toward the end, I was just ready to be done. But I kept on moving, knowing that the medal waited on the other side of that finish line. And I finished in about 7.02. It's seven hours and two minutes. That's not a record for my age group, but it was right about where I expected to finish. And the run leg was about a 2.46. That's not actually my slowest half marathon. So I'm putting this one in the win column. What's next for me? Well, a little more rest than normal because I need it. But there's a half marathon I've got my eye on for later in this year and maybe even a marathon in the spring but I might just Dutch it all and just do a turkey trot this year instead. I hope everyone enjoyed their summer and that the fall racing season brings you joy as you finish up that extra mile. See you out on the roads. Well, hello, Kevin and all you extra milers. This is Just Playing Dave from the capital city of Providence, Rhode Island, calling in with a training update. I am in the middle of preparations for the 50K race at the Marine Corps Marathon at the end of October. And my training plan had a 26 miler in it today. And you know what happened today? Hurricane Lee, hopefully it's being minimal damage up in Maine. Hurricane Lee is spreading spreading wind and rain across Southern New England. Not torrential downpours, not tropical storm, but uh, pretty steady 15 to 20 mile an hour winds and moderate steady rain, kind of like just a heavy drizzle and uh, and I thought to myself, you know what? The people who I'm competing with, they're spending their rainy Saturday with their feet up on the couch. And I thought I would take advantage of it and go for a run. And it was actually strangely chilly. So I wore long sleeves the first time in a long time. I had my thinnest liner gloves on trying to keep my hands warm because I was kind of just wet the whole time. And uh, 
and had an absolutely fantastic run. It was one of those runs where you read about when people say, oh, they had runners high. And I felt like I was coked up on running. I went 26.2 because I actually 26.25 because you got to be safe. Don't want to shortchange yourself if you're going to go run a, a fake marathon. And uh, I decided just to go on a tour of northern Rhode Island. So I started in the capital city of Providence, ran north into Pawtucket, Rhode Island, formerly home of the Pawtucket Red Sox. From there, went into Central Falls, which has the, I think this is true, but it has the reputation of being the smallest city in America. So it's a city, but it's like one mile by one mile. Like it's a tiny little square of a, of a piece of geography. So Central Falls, Rhode Island. From there, I went to Lincoln, Rhode Island, crossing northeast into Cumberland. And there's an old monastery in, the, in Cumberland that was the land was donated to the town. And so now there's kind of a town park, town library, town services in there. And so I did a little loop around the trail in the monastery property. That was the furthest north of my route. And then I headed easterly into the town of, or the city of Attleboro, Massachusetts, crossing from Attleboro into Seekonk, Massachusetts, and then heading south uh, down the Providence River in East Providence, Rhode Island. So there were a couple places where I had to double up, like I was in Providence twice and Pawtucket twice, but I did eight individual municipalities, eight towns and cities that I ran through. And I decided I didn't want to just like touch a town and then step back and start going the other way. So my own personal stupid rule was I had to run a mile, at least in each of those eight communities. And it ended up being pretty much more than that in all of them. I did at mile 12 stop at an Italian bakery and get a blueberry muffin. There's so many good things. The calzones looked so good, but it was still kind of morning and I just was jonesing for a bit of uh, a bit of a sweet treat. And so I just had an absolutely glorious solo run. It was fun because I was just out in the wind and rain exploring and I had planned to try to meet a friend for part of it. And I, I kind of canceled on him and said, no, nah, I think I'm just going to go. And I'm glad I did because it's one of those runs where it's really hard to bring someone else and say, oh, I'm just going to head out aimlessly running 25 miles and not sure where I'm going. You know, I just kind of, I, when I realized that the monastery was about 12 miles from my house, it would be a good kind of target. I put that in my phone and kind of used that as a place to aim for. But in general, I didn't try very hard to go follow a specific path. I ran by another friend's house. He wasn't even home, so took a took a selfie on his front porch and sent him a picture saying, wish you were here. And uh, of, course, of course, I didn't know when I would get there, so I couldn't tell him to meet me with a coffee. Anyway, it was just an absolutely glorious run. Wasn't aiming for speed, just enjoying being out in the fresh air and the wind and rain. And I am now back doing a cool down walk with my brown canine and thinking how lucky I am that I am healthy and well and my training is sound for the Marine Corps Marathon in six weeks. I hope you are all well. I have slight envy that I was not in Burdenhand, Pennsylvania. I can't wait to hear all the race reports um, and I can't wait to tell you about my trip to DC. So from the capital city, this is Just Plain Dave. Happy trails, my friends, and enjoy your extra mile. 
Hello, Extra Milers. It's Jane calling from South Wales. And I'm actually calling with a race update. Um, in two weeks' time, I will be running the Cardiff Half Marathon. Um, I'm really excited about it. It's one of my favourite races. Um, it was my first ever half marathon. Um I've done loads of training for it, um, not for speed, but just for getting around. It's all about having fun. Um, as many of you know, I do a radio show on a Sunday, one till four. And when I'm doing the half marathon, um, Radio Glamorgan will actually be out and be um, doing a live broadcast as well. So that should be quite exciting. I've got a new T-shirt, which is for Radio Glamorgan. So I'm going to be really easy to spot. Um, I'm really looking forward to it, like I say. Um, I love the Cardiff Half. Um, it's grown so much. Um, when I first started, there was only about 1,000 500 runners um now i think there's 15,000 20,000 runners it is massive absolutely massive um so that's it that's my race recap um i hope you're all enjoying your extra mile i know i am take care and i'll let you know how we got on bye Good morning, Kevin. All you extra milers. It's September 19th, and I see where Kevin, he'll put out the what you doing request for submissions for the podcast. So I thought I'd check in. This is Scott Perkinson, just south of Richmond, Virginia. And just wanted to say how much I enjoyed the Bird and Hand meetup. I didn't do the race the 5K or the half, I wasn't prepared. And we made the trip up there, and I said, you know, with the, with the weather, my lack of training, although I, I feel I could complete the distance, it just wasn't smart and really <clears throat> would take a chance on, on injury. So I, I decided not to do the race. But what I didn't expect is the outpouring of support and love and community that I felt not only with the interactions of meeting people at the hotel, but also at the actual meetup at Loxley's just cements how incredible the people in this group are. And I wanted to make sure that I mention that. Uh, it's not always the running. Um, sometimes it's just the community that that um, we meet people where they're at on that day. And like I said, just my heart is super full. The, the love and support that I felt and Kristen felt with the group uh, is just unmatched. And I wanted to thank everybody in the group that that made it up to uh, Bird in Hand, and I hope you had an awesome race. Uh, also, if you ever go to that race, keep in mind 
You need to stop at Achenbach's Pastries. Anything pastry or donut related they have it. It's an incredible. The other stop I might recommend up there, also food related. If you like ginger snaps, there's a store in Intercourse called the King's Homestead. And they sell boxes of ginger snaps that are a little bit spicier than maybe the ones you buy in the store normally. But they are incredible. So just a few little nuggets that uh, places you might want to check out. So I hope everybody's training is going good. I hope everybody's doing well. I really enjoyed seeing everybody and can't wait to see everybody down at JG. So hope everyone has a great day and enjoy your extra mile. Well, good morning, extra milers. This is Roxanne calling in from Orlando with a submission from the awesome Bird in Hand weekend a couple of weeks ago. I am out for a walk this morning in beautiful, sunny Orlando, Florida. Palm trees all around and beautiful flowers. And while I love living here, I find myself wishing that I was walking through the fields, the cornfields and the hills, yes, the hills of Pennsylvania and walking by some of the farms and even walking by the camel that was on the race course. I was going to have a short submission for the weekend and I kept thinking, how in the world do you make this a short submission? How do you just put all of this into a three to five minute um, submission? But suffice to say that it is just all encompassing that weekend. If you haven't been to Bird in Hand, I really encourage you to think about it. For next year, it's never too early. I think we start thinking about Bird in Hand the day that we leave Bird in Hand weekend for the next year. But for me, this race encompasses it all. Community, getting to meet up with old friends from Extra Miler, from Customize, from Rise and Run. There were so many different groups of people that were there that come together. And I got to meet up, although some of the old friends, I'll say, I won't call them old. Kevin, we missed you this year, but I didn't put you in the old category. But there were a few people that were not able to make it this year that have been there in the past. Um, we missed our coach, Chris, as well. He had other obligations. But even though we missed some of the ones that had been there in years past, there were so many new people, new friends that we make that we just add to that. So next year, we'll combine the old friends that weren't able to make it with the new friends, with those who haven't yet been there, and our group will just keep getting bigger and bigger. Friday night's pasta dinner meetup was super fun. We had a chance to eat together. There was a 5K that some of us were signed up for, and most everyone walked the 5K. Some of us were just tired, and we just sat there and watched to the finish line of the people coming across the 5K. I think I was most impressed when the finish line of the 5K, the first place people were the Amish farmers in their long pants and their long sleeve shirts and their suspenders crossing the finish line. In fact, one of them was a little boy of eight years old 
who crossed the finish line for the 5K in 20 minutes. This same little boy did the half marathon the next day in one hour and 50 minutes. I was just blown away by the incredible physical shape that these people are in. They work hard all day long, but boy, they sure can run. So the pasta dinner was fun. The meetup before the race and the group picture was just amazing. And the race itself was just, there are just no words for it. The scenery, the crowd support, the families that were along the way, the water stops. Um, For me, I just took in this whole 13.1 miles. I stopped for video and pictures and stopped to talk to a couple of the little little ones that were handing out water and stuff to listen to the music along the way. It was just a, it was a race to just thoroughly enjoy. Wasn't one bit worried about time. They have a great, a generous finish time. And uh, I ended up doing 15, 30 intervals the whole time and felt good, especially with the little stops that along the way for pictures. So it was just a wonderful experience and getting to meet up at the dinner afterwards, again, another meetup. Um, it just made the community made the weekend. So I'm looking forward to hearing more of the submissions by others that were there for the weekend. And I will say that if I got to run with you and visit with you or just talk with you or meet you for the first time, I am better for that. I loved getting to meet and be with each of you. Can't wait to see you next year. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey there, Kevin and all you extra milers. This is JD, and this is a race report. So the race, of course, is the 2023 Bird in Hand Half Marathon, which I ran yesterday with my good buddy, Chris Darling. Um, in fact, every half marathon I have run this year, I've run with my good buddy, Chris Darling. So, uh, whatever that means, it means. Did start out with my buddy, Anthony, and, uh, our friend, Carolyn Heller from the ATL, but Carolyn and Anthony kind of scooted up ahead of Chris and I, so, uh, we were probably only together for about, yeah, maybe two miles, and then... There was a bit of a separation in between us, so fair to say that I ran uh, the vast majority of this race just with my buddy Chris. Anyway, there's a lot of things I could say. You're definitely going to hear about the Amish and the lovely experience running through Amish country is, how pretty the countryside was, um, how neat it is to get you know water and uh uh, Rita's Ice and all kinds of things like that from the Amish, particularly the Amish kids. A number of people will will mention that, so I'll just gloss over that. Um, you will probably hear some more about the fantastic uh, buffet-style um, lunch that waits you when you finish, um, so I will gloss over that. This year, though, we had some things that we don't normally get for Bird in Hand, so I'll speak as a local. Uh, and one of those is rain. Uh, normally, this is rather dry uh, for uh, for this weekend, but we actually had a fair amount of rain uh, overnight, and some folks, when they arrived uh, early in the morning, it was actually still raining. 
um, prior to the race. It did not rain during the race, though. But normally, we don't even see a drop all weekend. So that was that was out of the ordinary. And the other thing that was particularly out of the ordinary uh, is it was warm. It was very, very warm uh, this year. In fact, um, when I hopped in my car to go home, uh, I think with the heat index, it was like 88 degrees. And I know, I know the Florida folks are all chuckling right now. Um, but for South Central Pennsylvania in early September, uh, a heat index of 88 degrees, and we did eventually make it to the 90s with the heat index uh, later in the day. That's really oddly warm for us. So for folks who this was your first year, just so you know, uh, what's normal uh, for bird in hand is you show up and it's about 57 degrees. And yeah, it might make it to 75 sometime between 12 and 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, but for us, you know, at 10 o'clock in the morning to feel like it was in the upper 80s, that's really rare. That is not common. So I just wanted to point that out for folks. If this was your first year. Um, you should not expect that year after year. In fact, if Burton Hand had been the previous year, it would have been in the 70s uh, for the high. Uh, if Burton Hand were the following weekend, according to the forecast right now, it would be 50s in the morning and 70s in the afternoon. So that really is our normal weather. Just want to make Make sure people are aware of that. Um, the other thing that was unique this year, um, a lot of, uh, how do I want to say this? A lot of the folks who've been coming for the last two years, um, there was a lot of folks that did not make it this year. I'm not going to name folks because, again, it's not a, you know, a wag my finger kind of a thing. They couldn't make it this year, and so that's just the way it was. Um, but there was a lot of folks that, you know, were here in 21 and 22 that could not make it for 23. But there was a very, very nice um, group of people who this was their first year. So it was more of a a lot of people seeing this for the very first time as opposed to the same group of people coming back and seeing it again. Um, and that was kind of a neat uh, experience as well. It's always nice when you, particularly for, you know, for obviously for myself, for Nate, for, for Anthony, um, uh, for Dwayne, although Dwayne was not here this year, for those of us who live here, we love showing this race off because uh, we live here. This is home to us. This is where we live. And so we like showing this race off. Um, and of course, it's nice to see people come back and say, wow, I love coming back because this is such a great race. Uh, I'm thinking about my friend Roxanne, for example, who brags about this race every time she comes back. Um, but it was really nice to see people again who have never seen it and are going, wow, what a fantastic race. I, I expected it to be good. I didn't expect it to be this good. Um, and so that was just, it's nice to see that, particularly, again, for your hometown race. It's nice to have people validate that uh, you live in a pretty area and you have a really well-organized race. So that was kind of cool. Uh, otherwise, uh, we did the same thing we did last year, which we, we did a meetup at a place called Loxley's, uh, which is also in Lancaster County, but going closer to where Anthony and I live, uh, in York County on the other side of the Susquehanna. Uh, and so again, another nice, another nice meal. I think we actually had more people this year than last year, um, 
and we had a good turnout for last year's uh, meal. But uh, for whatever reason, they couldn't open up the treehouse, which is the name of the little deck area, that's elevated deck area, um, until 4. And so there were some people, I guess, who could not make it at 4, but that also made room for folks who now could make it because it was going to be a little bit later. So, again, taking a rough guess... I would not be surprised if we had somewhere between 25 and 30 people all sitting down for a common meal. And that was really, was really a nice, a nice time that really, really enjoyed. And again, a number of people who I'm meeting for the very first time. Uh, And so that was really nice. Um, So there it is. So yeah, another, another great weekend. Uh, If you haven't planned on coming to, uh, to bird in hand, definitely you should see it at least once. Um, it, it should be on your bucket list of races to do at least once in your life. If you can't make it every year, that's one thing, but at least come one year. Um, because it always, it always puts out a, uh, a fantastic event. So that's it for me. Um, I'm going to go about the rest of my day here, but, uh, thank you for everybody who came out. Uh, great to meet all those new folks. And until we meet again, be safe. Stay healthy, and of course, enjoy your extra mile. Greetings, Kevin and fellow Extra Mile podcast listeners. Old Jim from South Accounts of Us checking in. It's a special day, obviously. It's September 11th. And uh, just got done running on the Wabash Trace, where I do all my runs. And uh, haven't checked in in quite a while. Been maybe three or four episodes and I haven't checked in and kind of somewhat on purpose. I figured, you know, I, I, I will say this. I did record two or three uh, submissions, but when I played them back, You know, I I started realizing, you know, I'm just saying the same old thing every time, every time. So why should I just waste people's time and say the same thing over and over again? So let three or four whatever months go by, uh, maybe there'll be some new listeners, maybe some new people wanting to submit, and maybe they'll be ready to listen to this old man blabber. So, yeah, like I said, Monday, September 11th, uh, just got done with just over nine miles. Cut it back a mile. have been running 10 milers. But again, getting old, getting old. Uh, and uh, last year, you know, last, about late summer, I started getting a pain on my right side below the knee or right I guess it's above that one was above the knee and uh you know I just never went away never went away never went away ended up going to doctor anyway got a shot took some anti-inflammatories and I'm telling you that pain which was basically a tendonitis of the lateral collateral ligament and this was on the upper end of that ligament where it attaches to the uh, 
femur, I guess that's the upper bone, leg bone, I think. Uh, and I tell you, it took, it took forever for that thing to get better. I mean, almost a year. Uh, not quite a year. Uh, tendonitis is horrible. It's horrible to get rid of unless you just absolutely stop everything. And you can always tell a runner, but you can't tell him much, and I'm not going to stop. So you just soldier through, take some anti-inflammatories when it gets really bad, and you uh, ice the hell out of it. So uh, <clears throat> anyway, that one's kind of finally went away. But about around two, three, four weeks ago, I started getting the same pain on the other side, left side. And this one is at the bottom of that lateral collateral ligament where it attaches to the lower leg bone, the tibia, I believe it is. And uh, so, you know, I tried to soldier through, you know, being an idiot like I am. So my wife says, all men are idiots. I don't know. I don't understand her reasoning on that, but it might be true. Uh, so anti-inflammatories, ice the hell out of it. I could get it a little better than, of course, you know, run 10 miles at a crack three times a week, 30, 30 to 33 miles a week I was doing, and it wasn't getting any better. Of course, naturally, it wasn't going to get any better. Duh. So... Uh, Last week, I took an extra day off. I ran two days. And, I, you know, so I got, I ran on a Wednesday, so I took a Thursday, Friday, Saturday off. I rode this bike, spin bike, I think, on Sunday. It doesn't hurt to ride the bike at all, you know, because there's, there's just no, no pressure on it, I guess, no tension on that ligament. I don't know. Uh, so... This past, that was two weeks ago. This past week, I did the same thing. Ran two days, took off uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, rode the boat, bike yesterday, Sunday. And today, I just, instead of 10, I did nine, just over nine, 9.1 miles. And, uh, you know, iced the hell out of it, anti inflammatories. And, you know, it is better. I will say, not a whole lot of, no pain per se today. A little ache, but what the hell? 72 years old, been running since I was 24. So, you know, 50 years of running, and uh, I guess you're supposed to have some aches and pains. But anyway, that's enough about me and my aches and pains and growing old. Just, you know, my advice is don't get old. Stay ahead of that reaper, as old Nigel would say, running from the reaper. I wonder how old Nigel's doing, Kevin. You got to check in with him and get him on, do an interview with, the, with him, see what's going on in his world. But anyway, uh, like I said, uh, you know, I've recorded some shit-canned them. Uh, listened to Kevin Unplugged. Uh, you know, bummer on that damn... AFib, Kevin. You know, hope you hopefully you'll get that under control and be back doing what you love to do at the level that you want to do it. Uh, I was a little concerned when I heard that you started wearing a. I think you called it a sports bra, 
in one of the episodes, you, you know, you said you were wearing a sports bra. And then in the same sentence or very shortly thereafter, you started talking about having surgery. And my mind went, holy shit, Kevin's going to be a trans on us. He's transitioning. He's wearing bras and getting surgery. And then I realized it was a surgery for the AFib. So, you know, I felt a hell of a lot better there. Uh, football season, of course, my Nebraska team has a new coach, but seems to be the same old result. Uh, looks like it's going to be another long year, but I think Matt rules the real thing, and, you know, they're going to give him a long leash, and hopefully he'll be able to, uh, turn it around. Uh, I don't know about the Buckeyes, Kevin. They're not as good as they have been in the past. But they obviously always have good athletes and they have some good coaching. So, you know, I think uh, Ohio State will be fine. I mean, you don't have to win every game every year for crying out loud. Not a whole lot of teams can do that. Uh, What else? Uh, Kevin sent me an email kind of making fun or poking fun of the fact that Nebraska all of a sudden is considered a volleyball school because they (laughs) held a volleyball match outdoors, filled the football stadium, had 92,000, world record for a woman's sporting event. (laughs) And he he says, uh, so you're a uh, volleyball school now. You you guys any good at that? And so I replied, oh, five national championships. So I guess, yeah, I guess we are a volleyball school. I never heard back on that one. Ah, what else? That's it. Uh, I I, I... did a little catching up on all the bird in hand uh, reports uh, this morning and yesterday. So uh, glad everybody had a great time. That's it. Uh, I'll shut the hell up, Kevin. And again, as always, use, lose, delete, edit, do whatever you want to do with the uh, with the submission. Uh, everybody, take care. Stay safe. And always thank you, Kevin, for what you do to keep the boat afloat. You're the captain. We depend on you. Everybody take care. Train smart, train safe. Enjoyed the fall races. It's starting to cool down here. It wasn't too hot. We had a few hot stretches, but we had a lot of cool stretches. This morning, I actually wore a long sleeve shirt for the first time uh, since last spring. So that's it. I'm blabbering on. Talk to you all later. Old Jim. From South of Council Bus. I'm out of here. Bye. Hey, Kevin, and all you extra milers. It's Nate from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, calling in with a Burden Hand 2023 race report. I had such a great weekend, and I just want to highlight a couple things. The first thing is that being able to see so many of you Friday night, Saturday morning, and Saturday afternoon was just so wonderful because. We come from all different backgrounds and paces and states. We all come together for this weekend and it's it's a blast. So thank you for coming from whether it's from Florida, Georgia, or anywhere in between. Even I think Karen came from Nevada. Thank you so much for coming and spending time with me and the rest of the extra milers and customized group. That was the best. The next best thing was being able to help start to pace some friends for two hours. 
So that was a start to pace because I only made it to about mile two when I called it and said, I am not gonna get to be able to keep this 909 pace for the entire race. I just knew that today, that day was not my day. And that was okay. I actually got to do something even better. And I was able to get a new friend to her first half marathon finish line. Do you remember your first half? I remember mine. It's nothing spectacular. I do remember sleeping quite a bit after um, being totally, totally so tired. I uh, hadn't heard about run, walk, run yet. Did a lot of walking in that half marathon, but did not know about run, walk, run yet. Anyway, it was such a great, great thing to be able to get my new friend to her first finish line. And so if you've never done that before and you get an opportunity to set aside your own goals to get somebody else to their first or second or even just they're struggling and you're doing okay, finish line, do it. I promise you it is more emotionally gratifying than getting your own PR. I will remember this a lot longer than I'll remember my latest PR race. And I am just so grateful for that opportunity. So guys got to do that. And what I want to say about the weekend is that it's wonderful to get together with many of you. We had a nice group Saturday night. I'm sorry that some of you couldn't make it, but it was such a great weekend connecting. And by far the highlight for me was getting my friend, my new friend to her first half marathon finish line. You guys all got to come next year, running in community, setting aside our own goals. It's what it's all about. I don't know that I'm going to go for a two hour half marathon at Burton Hand anymore. I think that's going to be more about getting together with you and these amazing extra mile friends and customized friends. And I'm just so grateful for each of you. You guys go out there, enjoy your extra mile, and I'll see you guys out there. Greetings, Kevin, and all you extra milers. This is Chris in Virginia Beach, and this is a race report. Um, this is the my race report for Bird in Hill, I mean Bird in Hand. Um, little joke there, bad joke, but whatever. Uh, from Bird in Hand 2023. Uh, this is my third time doing the event. Um, and why is it my third time doing the event? Because it's just that good. I have to come back every time I get the chance. Um, there have been two other years where I was supposed to be there and either a hurricane or uh, family stuff prevented me from being there, but was glad to be back this year. Even happier that uh, at the very last minute I had some preliminary travel plans change, um, meaning I was supposed to leave Thursday, head up to Maryland, spend Thursday evening with my aunt and uncle, and then drive to PA on Friday. Well, Wednesday morning, I got a call from my aunt that 
both her and my uncle had tested positive for COVID. So obviously it was not a good idea for me to go spend the evening with them. Um, in talking with my wife, I asked her if she thought I should just continue with my plans except for uh, get a hotel in Maryland Thursday and then go into PA on Friday. Or um, if I should just leave on Friday. And her response really surprised me. She said, well, if why don't we see if I can get off of work on Friday and you leave Friday and I'll go with you. So she was able to get off of work on Friday and uh, my lovely wife was able to join me on the trip to Bird in Hand, which was wonderful. I was glad that uh, she got to meet a lot of you all. Um, and we had a wonderful time uh, just kind of getting away as husband and wife uh, for a day or two is we don't always get to do that. Um, I hate that we were unable to stay for uh, the Saturday afternoon meet up at Loxley's. Uh, one of these years I'm going to get the whole weekend off and stay through until Sunday morning, but um, this year that was not possible as the, uh, the church that I work for, it was our church's 90th anniversary weekend. So uh, that was a Sunday that was not going to be possible for me to get off. So we had to get on the road around noon on Saturday. Um, fortunately, we were able to stay for the picnic after the race and whatnot. But anyway, on to the race itself. Uh, it was hot, and I'm sure based on the uh, other race reports that are most likely on this episode, I'm not the only one to make that observation. Um, it was just warm. It was humid, which, I mean, summers in Virginia Beach are warm and humid. Um, but there's a reason that I like to start my running at 5 in the morning when it's like that. Um, and the race didn't start until, uh, I believe, 7.30. Uh, I could be wrong, but I think it was 7.30. And it was already kind of warm. Um, but again, this race is uh, put together so well that you just learn to adapt and adjust. Um, but I started running. Uh, it was myself, JD, Anthony, and Caroline. Uh, we started running together, and we had all kind of ballparks that we figured we'd finish between 2.20 and 2.30. Um, but we were just, none of us were in the mood to push and be competitive. So we uh, said we were going to do a comfortable 90-30 and just uh, let the day unfold as it did. Well, that's how we started. Um, and about a mile and a half or two miles in, uh, JD and I noticed that uh, Anthony and Caroline's running pace was a little bit quicker than ours that morning which was fine. Um, we didn't want to hold anybody back, and we also didn't want to push. So we were uh, fine, just kind of hanging back. Then a little after mile three, uh, JD looked at me 
And I was kind of thinking the same thing, but he said it first. Um, he said, what do you think about pushing it back to 60-30 instead of 90-30? Because um, it's just hot. So we did. Uh, we switched to 60-30 at mile four. And uh, did that for the majority of the race. Um, took a few extra walk breaks as we got later on into the race. Um, but again, uh, we weren't there for time. We were there for the experience and to hang out. Uh, we were joined at some point, I want to say around mile six or seven uh, by a young lady um, that saw us do and run walk and said she kind of asked if she could hang with us. And we, of course, said that was fine. And we struck up conversation with her. Um, and I think we were a little after mile 10. Um, she fell back and she told us to go on. But uh, so JD and I did uh, 60-30 the rest of the way in. And I guess with about a quarter of a mile to go, I told JD after that walk break, I was just going to run it in. Because um, honestly, I was just ready to be done. My feet were hurting and I was done. Um, JD said he was going to take one more walk break and then he'd see me in the chute, which he did. Uh, he passed me in the chute, gave me a little love tap. And uh, that was the race itself. But here's the thing. Burden hand's not about the race. It's a great race. Uh, it's a beautiful course. Challenging, especially if you live uh, in an area where there are no hills, like where I live. But it's a gorgeous course. Um, plenty of support on the course. And um, just some very unique things from the, uh, the group singing hymns outside of the church as you run by. Um, I want to say or somewhere around mile one, and then you see them again around mile 11 or so. Uh, that's just a really cool, unique feature. Um, the Amish children at the water stops. Um, really cool to experience. The uh, Rita's frozen ice at mile nine, nine and a half. Um, that's about as well of a timed um, refreshing stop as the, uh, the pickle juice stop at Richmond is. And then um, I said this is my third time running the race and my first time where I actually saw the camels. Um, so um, I know they say, have you run bird in hand if you haven't seen the camels? Um, well, I've run it three times and finally saw the camels this year. But it was just, it was a great weekend. Um, getting to see so many extra milers. Uh, some folks from Customized, even though I'm not in Customized anymore, but some folks that I knew from the Zoom calls there. And just a great experience. And highly recommend any of you that have not made that trip, you got to do it once. Um, if, it's, if it's too far of a distance to be a regular part of your schedule, I get it. Um, it doesn't always work for me to be there every year, but um, you got to do it once. The, uh, the atmosphere, 
um, and just getting to hang out with people. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And I was thrilled that my wife got to join me on this one, uh, which was a great experience. So, wow, I've gone on for almost 10 minutes without even trying. So I better shut up now. Um, but that's Burden Hand 2023 from my perspective. Hope you all are doing well, staying healthy, and as always, enjoy your extra mile. Hey, Kevin and all my extra mile friends. This is Titanium Tim from Signal Mountain with the race recap. Just got home from running the 2023 Berlin Marathon on Sunday and had just an absolute wonderful time. If you all ever get a chance to go to Berlin, I would recommend it. That's a first-class race. I mean, obviously, it's a world major, so they do a great job. The weather was perfect this year. Uh, it was uh, 47,000 other runners along with uh, number one runner in the world, Eliud Kipchoge, and uh, a field that you know, was looking to PR on a very flat and fast course through uh, and around Berlin. Just very historic city. You see a lot of the sights of the town, good crowd support, and the uh, finish coming down under Den Linton, the main road in Berlin, through the Brandenburg Gate into the Tier Garden for the finish. It's just spectacular. Yeah, you can't. You know, all these world majors have finishes in places that are, you know, on streets or whatever that are just iconic, and this certainly lives up to it. The uh, race, I said, had 47,000, and it it doesn't feel like that. Uh, You you come in to the, uh, the runner's entry area right in front of the open field in front of the Reichstag, yeah, you, you come in and then they direct you down to the corrals and the race starts uh, 9.15 for the, the first, you know, the, the top seated, the elites and the first couple waves. My wave was a third wave of runners and we went, see, we started at 9.15. I think we started at 10.05. So it allows you to kind of sleep in. <laughs> you don't, it's not like New York where you got to get up but you know, before the sun's up and go get on a ferry or get on a uh, bus. This one, you just kind of wander over. Uh, we stayed right downtown two, uh, two kilometers from the finish, so I just wandered on over. I got to my corral about nine, nine o'clock, and they do a good job of directing you in there. And we went off right on time. And, and it, like I said, it's a very flat course. Very easy to run it. A lot of support from the uh, spectators. Lots of water everywhere. Yeah. And then you, you come back and go right through the Brandenburg Gate. Now, the, probably the, the one thing that I'm, I'm still surprised this second time I've done it is you have to wear a timing chip. This isn't, you know, one that we all used to have to tie into our shoes. 
So you've got, you put that in, why they don't have the chip on the back of the bibs, I'll, I don't know. And then uh, before you can exit, you get done with the race, you, can, you, know, you go through Brandenburg Gate, you go a couple hundred yards, you go through the finish, and then, then you, you get your medal, of course, pictures, water, food, uh, you can get massages, you can get a poncho. Uh, but before you can leave the runner's area, you have to take the chip off. So after running 26 miles, it's, it's kind of hard to bend over. Or if you get down, it's hard to get back up once you to take that chip off. But once you take the chip off, you get out into the big field in front of the Reichstag, and that's where everybody meets. And uh, it, so we had a wonderful day. The weather uh, was in the mid-50s and cloudy when we started, and it was... Uh, probably 68 and sunny when we finished, but just a wonderful race. If you like I said if you have a chance, definitely go. So, but I've got uh, two more races coming up here in the next five weeks. Um, they're ones I deferred last year. Um, I've got the Chattanooga Marathon or Seven Bridges on the 16th, and then be headed to New York to run the New York Marathon with my daughter. So we're looking forward to that. So I'll give race recaps after those, but just wanted to let you all know Berlin is a great race. If you ever get a chance, definitely go. All right, thanks, Kevin. And uh, everybody have a safe fall running. Cheers. I told you, good stuff, huh? My buddy Scott, I think, said it right. Sometimes it's not just about the running. Sometimes it's the community. Wise words, my friend. He and his lovely wife travel all the way to pretty much rural Pennsylvania and didn't even run the race, just had a blast with friends. And I would say, I totally agree with Scott. The bird in hand, as well as the Jeff Galloway half in Atlanta, are exactly that. Just something about community. So Carlos, as you heard, he says that his rest days for him actually mean getting out for a hike. And first of all, he gives some wise advice. Make sure to take easy days, but an easy day is not an inactive date. Um, I tend to agree. So I guess my question is, what do you all call a rest day for you? I think a rest day for me is, is just a walk. You know, I still get out and move. Um, sometimes I lift on a rest day, but my lifts are not anything that are gonna set me back physically. So anyway, that's, that's something I'm interested in, in what you guys have to say. Welcome to Tom's buddy, Christian, from Pittsburgh, North Carolina. And good on Tom for sharing the bird in hand and this podcast with a friend. 
JD tells us that he is going back to heart rate training and he's going to put run, walk, run on the back burner. And um, I have to tell you, I'm rather intrigued, probably because of the health stuff I'm going through. I'm rather intrigued with the whole heart rate thing. So once I get this AFib issue fixed, I'm going to center much more on my heart rate training as well. But I can tell you that I'm not doing that instead of run, walk, run. I'm going to do it in addition to, and I think they both fit together rather well. More on that later and more from Coach Twiggs later on exactly how that's going to work for me. Okay, now for a quick training and health update of my own. So this is where you can hit the fast forward if you're not interested. As far as training, I am walking diligently three to four miles every day, sometimes five, but every single day I'm out for at least three to four miles. And I'm running four to five miles, mm, four to five days per week. Now, here's my definition of running. I'm doing either a 30-40. For those of you new to the show, that means I'm running for 30 seconds and I'm walking for 40. Or most of the time I'm doing a 30-60. Run for 30 seconds, walk for 60 seconds. And that puts me at a pace between, excuse me, huffing and puffing again. Heart rate 164. Uh, that put, puts me at a pace of between 15 and 16 minutes per mile. And that's about all my achy breaky heart can take right now in AFib. So that's where I'm at. Um, Carlos will be happy with me if nobody else is. I'm doing no sitting around watching TV or playing on the internet all day. I do have this nasty job that gets in my way sometimes, but other than that, I am getting out every single day, even on my rest days. I also had a second visit with a cardiologist about, oh, about a week and a half ago, and I won't go into all the details, but he and I decided that an ablation should be my next step. Now, for those of you uninitiated with AFib, an ablation is basically a treatment for AFib that uses either heat or cold, some sort of energy, to create tiny scars in the heart. And what it does is it will block the faulty electrical signals and restore a normal heartbeat. The heart is just an incredible muscle. It is, I mean, it's just a, a miraculous gift. Um, and I was unaware until this thing hit me what, that, you know, what, what actually jolts your heart into, a, into beating at all is an electrical signal. And there's a path that these things follow. And my achy breaky heart has a few electrical signals that just refuse to get on the highway. So that's what an ablation does. It goes in and 
and blocks that. So that's the good news. He assures me that the success rate for an ablation is somewhere around 80% the first time. Sometimes people have to go back for a second time. But you know what? The cardio version, the success rate, I guess I would say is 100% for a short term, but 0% for fixing the issue long term. So I guess that's the good news. The likelihood of a reoccurrence of this AFib is vastly diminished with an ablation. And if there's good news, there's always gotta be bad, right? Not always. There is in this case. The bad news is that it looks like I can't get scheduled for this procedure till early next year unless there is a cancellation. So it looks like my fall and much of my winter running will be exactly like it is right now, which I would describe as running in sand. But I wanna tell you something, I've never once given a thought to quitting. Not since my doctors all said the same thing and gave me the okay and said that running was 100% safe to continue. So sand or no sand, achy breaky heart or no achy breaky heart, running is just stuck with me. So that's all I got. Thank you so much for the download. We don't take that for granted. Thank you so much for the submissions from everyone. And if you're new to the show, maybe you found us on the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Now you know what we do here. So I'd say join us. Get out your smartphones and pretend like you and I are standing in the shoots of a race. We just meet each other and tell us a little bit about yourself. How long you've been running, where you're from. Just give us that elevator speech, huh? And join the community. Send that submission to the extra mile podcast at gmail.com. You can find the show notes for today and any of our previous episodes over at www.theextramilepodcast.com. And uh, don't be a lurker. Thanks again. And until the next time, y'all enjoy your extra mile. Thanks for joining us on the Extra Mile Podcast. Please visit our website at www.theextramilepodcast.com to see the show notes for this episode of the podcast. You can email us with your feedback about the show at theextramilepodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to send us your audio comments to let us know how your training is going, then please send an audio file to theextramilepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks very much for downloading the show, and we look forward to joining you again soon on the next edition of the Extra Mile Podcast. Podcast.